Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Caruso, right wing, jab step, puts up a three. He got it. Willie Caruso stays hot from beyond the arc. Hands off to Wirtz. He fires a corner three. He's got it again. Wirtz bounces into Richards, who feeds Frankich, who does a circus shot off the glass. Count it and the foul. Edie, crossover, step back, left elbow, puts up a two, puts it in. Backdoor Caruso, the one-handed hammer! Willie Caruso brings the crowd to its feet. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the second episode of the Believe in Santa Clara Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin, student voice of the Santa Clara University Broncos, and your source to stay up to date with all things SCU athletics. You can listen to this show on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, the Believe Podcast Network website, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It will be there. And if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you can keep up with Santa Clara Sports all season long. Going to jump right into it today, beginning, of course, with the roundtable sports update, beginning with women's soccer, who on senior night last night rolled over the USF Dons by a score of 6-1. to one. That has put them at a record of 13-5-2 this year. They remain unbeaten in conference play at 7-0-2. Kelsey Turnbow, who I mentioned on the show a week ago, had two more goals, three other Broncos also scored in that game. They actually trailed in the early going. They allowed a third-minute goal to the Dons, but were able to score four times in the second half after having a two-to-one halftime lead and really rolled and sent the seniors off in the correct fashion. Sophie Whitehouse had seven saves for the Broncos, and now their regular season is done, and they await the NCAA selection show, which is going to take place on Monday, November 11th. They will see where they get seated in the NCAA tournament They are currently ranked number 20th in the nation, so they should get a pretty good seed going into that final big dance. For women's volleyball, they suffered their seventh conference loss of the season last night against the top-seeded University of San Diego Toreros in straight sets. They're now 16-10 on the year and and 6-7 in conference play. Julia Sangia Como led the way with 13 kills for the Broncos. And for men's water polo, they defeated Fresno Pacific on Saturday, November 9th. And then earlier today, which is when I'm recording this podcast, November 10th, they knocked off Air Force 15-11. to So they are now 13-11 and on the year with a few games left on their schedule. Five Broncos scored twice. Shane Hughes, Ryan Werner, Patrick Wynn, Patrick Kirk, and Ford Eldridge in that game against Fresno Pacific when they won 16-8, to so 13-11 and on the year, and still more to come. Women's basketball, an opening 109-51 thrashing of UC Santa Cruz on Tuesday, November 5th. They shot 60% from the floor as a team, and then this past Friday had a little bit of a tougher opponent. They went on the road at Arizona, where they fell to the Wildcats 65-52, had 16 turnovers in that game to just seven assists, so they fall to 1-1 one and one on the season. Also struggled in the fourth quarter, shooting just 27% from the floor as a team, but they'll look to bounce back at home against the Levy Center on Tuesday, the 12th of November at 3.30 p.m. against San Jose State. Oh, Okay, now let's get in to men's basketball, which 
If you look on the ESPN app, it says they're 1-0. They played two games last week, and I'll start with the first one. Uh, we had both of those games on KSCU. Uh, the first game, November 5th, against UC Santa Cruz, uh, listed formally uh, as, a, as an exhibition game because they're a Division three opponent, but Santa Clara really was impressive in that home opener. They jumped out to a 25-2 to lead. Then there was a little bit of a run by UC Santa Cruz kind of midway through the first half, uh, kind of just past the midway point, but then Santa Clara closed with a 14-6 run over the last four minutes in the first half. They had a 20-point lead at halftime, 52-32, to then came out with an 11-0 run to start the second half and really never looked back. And the defensive intensity in that game was really, really excellent. And I think that that's not something you can ignore because when you're playing a Division three opponent, it's really easy for guys to overlook who they're playing, look ahead to the next game or think, oh, we're just going to roll these guys. It's going to come to us naturally. But they were playing hard. I mean, credit Santa Clara. They were playing hard all night long, literally from start to finish. Of the 13 players on the roster, 12 saw action in that game. Keyshawn Justice went down with what looked like a little bit of a, a contusion injury with his right knee or, or hamstring. Uh, he didn't play Friday against Cal Poly more on that game in a moment. But uh, Miguel Tomley, is, the freshman from Canada, is still injured. He didn't play in that game against UC Santa Cruz. Every other Bronco did, and every single one of them was playing hard. It was really a showcase of newcomers. You'll hear a lot on the broadcast this year if you tune into the games on KSCU, which is available via the TuneIn Radio app, Simple Radio app, or via KSCU. Org, or if you're in the Bay Area, 103.3 FM. But one thing you'll hear us talk about is the returning production. Santa Clara is bringing back four of their five starters from a year ago. Willie Caruso, Yosef Frankich, Tajidi, and Trey Wirtz. Now you insert DJ Mitchell, who I'm going to get to in just a moment here. But the Broncos are bringing back four of their five starters from a year ago. That's a lot of experience, a lot of production. Coming back for head coach Herb Sendek, who's now in his fourth season. But that first game against UC Santa Cruz was really all about the newcomers. There were six players in double figures, but three of them were first-year Bronco players. One of them was DJ Mitchell, who in each of these first two games has been simply sensational. He's been a high-energy guy. He's been shooting it at a remarkably efficient rate. He's at 18 points in each of the first two games, including the Friday win against Cal Poly and in that opener against UC Santa Cruz. And I mean, he was into it. You know, I talked about the energy and the passion that these guys were showing really from start to finish. And DJ Mitchell was really the leader of that in both games, frankly. I mean, he had three dunks against UC Santa Cruz and he was getting the students into it and the fans into it. And it was really, really fun to see them play so hard in a game where you could really easily see teams just kind of you know coast through it still win because of the talent discrepancy but Santa Clara played really hard in that game and I think that was awesome to see in uh, kind of setting the tone for the rest of this season for Santa Clara there were six players in double figures against UC Santa Cruz uh, DJ Mitchell like I mentioned had 18 Jordan Williams the freshman had 16 Jalen Williams had 13 and Jaden Bediaco had 12 points to go with seven rebounds. Those last three players, Williams, Williams, and Bediaco, all going to be guys who see plenty of minutes this year. All three of them true freshmen. Bediaco, of course, the 6'10", 240-pound center from Canada. Jalen Williams and Jordan Williams are guards with good shooting strokes. And Jalen Williams has got some great athleticism as well. Really does a good job 
of getting to the basket, but when he does it, it looks so easy. I really love watching Jalen Williams play. It is so easy the way that he moves around the court. He just glides to the bucket, and it doesn't look like it's a big, explosive, athletic move, but then you see him lay the ball in or go up for a dunk, and you're like, oh, his head is right at the rim. Uh, I mean, he's a guy who really, at both ends of the floor, can bring it for Herb Sendek and company. And Jaden Bediaco, I've been really impressed with this kid. He, he has really been a presence in the middle. He, he's a big body. I mentioned a moment ago, 6'10", 240. But he had a couple of nice blocks on Friday against Cal Poly. That, more on that game in just a moment. But offensively, he's got nice touch around the rim. He can knock down some free throws from time to time. So that first game, uh, 97-52, defeat against UC Santa Cruz, really was a great opening statement for Santa Clara to come out and say, you know, we're here, we're going to be playing hard all year long, we're going from start to finish. I mean, the defensive intensity right off the bat was exceptional, and I'm not kidding, it went all the way to the final buzzer. It was a 45-point game, and the guys that were out on the court were still playing hard, and I think what that showed to me is that no one really has a secure amount of playing time. I think Herb Sendek has got a starting lineup that he's going to stick with. Trey Wirtz, Taj Edie, DJ Mitchell, Yosef Frankage, Willie Caruso. I think unquestionably those are going to be the starters as the year goes on. But that first game, the amount of intensity that everybody brought, it really seemed like they were competing for playing time. You know, who's going to be in down the stretch? Who's going to see the most minutes as games go on, as the season goes on? You know, I've heard from uh, some guys on the team that no one really knows who's going to not necessarily be starting but playing the heaviest minutes once conference play begins on the flip side of the new year. They'll open against San Diego in early January, but it, it was really great to see him playing so hard in that game from start to finish. So uh, 97-52, certainly how they're supposed to look against a Division three opponent. You know, you, you don't have major takeaways after a game like that, but if you're going to be a good team, that is how it is supposed to look at both ends of the floor. And I was really, really impressed. And they have a little bit of a different offense. Last year, uh, Sendek had, had run the same system that he'd run in the last couple of years, which is basically you take your two big guys, your four and your five, you stick them at free throw line extended, and you use that as the basis for your guards and your wings to rotate around and run off of screens and try to find openings. And it, 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 you see, you can see why... Uh, he, he's used, he was using that system, but I think the problem that it ran into at times is if you can't get open off of that screen, then you're not going to be able to find a lot of space and there's not a lot of movement. And I think Coach Sendek this year with the offense has made some tremendous adjustments and he's got a, introduced a lot more fluidity, a lot more dribble handoffs, and a lot more screen and roll action at the top of the key that's worked into the sets of the offense. I've really liked what I've seen from Santa Clara offensively because the last couple of years, particularly in each of their two WCC tournament losses, the offense has just been a little bit stagnant. And Santa Clara, really, when you look at the statistics, has been a defensive team. I mean, last year they finished tied for fifth in conference at 8-8 eight and eight in West Coast Conference play. And 
16 and 15 overall after the the WCC tournament loss to San Diego, uh, which was a 62 to 45 ball game. I mean, 62 points against a, a talented San Diego team that very nearly beat UC Irvine this past weekend as well. That's a good defensive effort, but 45 points obviously never going to be enough to get it done and in any Division One college league. So I, I think that Santa Clara, at its core, really always has been a defensive team, but the offense hasn't always been able to keep pace. So I like the adjustments that Herb Sendek and that coaching staff have made in the offseason to try to introduce a little bit more motion and fluidity into the Santa Clara offense. And it translated to a win against Cal Poly on Friday as well. They knocked off the Mustangs 77-63. to Now, Cal Poly is a program that has struggled in the last several years. They just hired a new coach from Cal State Fullerton, John Smith, a guy who was an assistant coach for a team back in 2018 that went to the the big dance, the NCAA tournament. They ended up losing to Purdue. So uh, that, that's an experienced coach who brought a player with him over from that Cal State Fullerton team and has brought in a couple of promising young freshmen as well. Uh, But Santa Clara, in the last several years, the two teams have been playing since 1978, but Santa Clara lost three straight in the series. I mean, they lead it now all-time 5-4 to against Cal Poly with the win on Friday. 77-63, to but they've lost their last three games against the Mustangs. So even though it may not look like a big win on paper because Cal Poly is in the midst of a rebuild and is not going to be a big contender out there in the Big West, you expect UC Irvine to still probably dominate that conference. I think that emotionally and mentally getting over that hump against Cal Poly is, is something that matters. But I really thought the team played well in the game. It was never a blowout. It certainly could have been. I think turnovers were, there were just a couple of times where Santa Clara couldn't get out of its own way. It wasn't steals from Cal Poly. They were playing good uh, denial defense on the perimeter. You certainly have to credit the Mustangs for that. But a couple of times Santa Clara would, you know, not be on the same page, making a pass to a guy. They were called for, I think, four travels in the game. You know, those are just little things that, he would hope as the season goes on, are going to get cleaned up. But they only trailed one time in the game. They they jumped out to an 11-2 lead. Then Cal Poly responded with a run. They tied it at 11. But then uh, Cal Poly hit a three to take a three-point lead. Tajidi answered at the other end immediately with one of those signature pull-up triples that he likes to hit in transition. And from there, Santa Clara really never looked back. And they were never able to open up a huge lead. It got as big as 15. The final margin was 14, but it never got to the point where Santa Clara was going to you know, start playing anybody and everybody, or they could feel relaxed about the score. You know, Credit Cal Poly, they, they fought, they battled, they stayed around in the game, but Santa Clara really had them at an arm's length all night long. It was never... Uh, closer than six, I believe, and it got as large as 14. So every time Cal Poly was, you know, answering Santa Clara at one end, the Broncos had an answer to the answer at the other end, and they were able to do enough at both ends of the floor to come out with the victory. And uh, DJ Mitchell led the way again. I mean, <laughs> this guy, man, he he is really, really fun to watch. He is athletic, had another couple dunks. He's got a smooth shooting stroke, excellent body control. He's a big body as well. He's 6'7", and, and he is really 
pretty thick out there. And what that allows him to do is get into the lane and use his body to create space. And he's got such a soft touch and he's really, really skilled. I've been thoroughly impressed watching him play and can't wait to watch him play the rest of the year for Santa Clara. He uh, has now scored 18 points in each of their first two games. They're going to need that in their upcoming game against Washington State. More on that in a moment. But Santa Clara had uh, had to rely on their starters a lot more in this game. I mentioned in the game against UC Santa Cruz, they had six players in double figures. Uh, three of those guys came off the bench, Jordan Williams, Jaden Williams, and Jaden Bediaco, the big man. But in this game, it was really all about the starters and them playing solidly throughout the game. Willie Caruso at 15 points, also pulled down a career-high 10 rebounds. Taj Eady had 15 points, certainly not the biggest scoring outburst we're going to see from him this year, but after just eight points in that season opener, good to see Taj Eady kind of get it going a little bit. He really hit some clutch shots, not in the sense that Santa Clara was down or anything, except for the one moment they trailed in the game, and then he just nailed a triple, but really when it felt like Santa Clara kind of needed a bucket, Taj Eady was the go-to guy, and he was getting... A lot of good looks. Great job creating his own shot, as always. Uh, Josip Frankich had 14 points as well, and then you throw in DJ Mitchell with 18. He uh, rounded out the fourth, or he rounded out the four starters who were in double-digit scoring for Santa Clara against Cal Poly. And I think the thing that I like best about this game from the Broncos was their finish down the stretch. If you listen to last week's show, one thing I talked about was the youth of the team a year ago, and I think how that really showed through in the games that they weren't able to close out or games that went to overtime. There was a game against Portland last year that went to overtime, and the Broncos should not have been anywhere near overtime in that game. They let USC come back. They lost a couple games to LMU in which they had leads of 18 and 20 points. They almost let Pacific come back in the second half. But Santa Clara in this game against Cal Poly, I was really impressed with how they finished. And I think that's going to be the message for this year because all those games I listed off a moment ago, if they can, Idaho State was another one last year that they had a 14-point second-half lead and let it slip away. If you close out a couple of those games a year ago, you're approaching 20 wins. And I think that that's certainly a benchmark that this Broncos team can achieve with all the experience they're returning, all the, uh, the talented freshmen that they've got, and then D.J. Mitchell that is a well-rounded starting five with Trey Wirtz and Tajidi, Yosef Frankic, and Willie Caruso. It is really well-rounded. Uh, Wirtz has yet to find his, his jumper. He, he scored pretty well against UC Santa Cruz, but struggled against Cal Poly. Didn't have a field goal, but did have five assists, and he's gotten a lot better at limiting the turnover. Certainly something he'll be able to work at going forward, but I'm not worried about Trey Wirtz's offense at all. He's got a good jumper. He's shown that he's able to score, and he just needs to get back into a rhythm. He had a lot of good looks on Friday, and he just wasn't able to knock them all down. But I, I really do think he'll be fine. But the, the strong finish for this team down the stretch, they didn't open up their biggest leads until there was less than 10 minutes to go in the game. Like I said, they just, you know, they were like a running back going down the sideline. They were just stiff-arming a guy, and every time Cal Poly would come back, they'd stiff-arm again and push the lead back out, and then Cal Poly would make a bucket or two, and then Santa Clara would, would respond with a little run. It was really great to see them toughen up down the stretch and finish that game off with the victory that they so rightly deserved. And so I, I think that that is an encouraging first week for anyone following Santa Clara Bronco basketball this year. Herb Sendak now has 45 career wins 
as the head man for the Broncos and uh, came into the year at 44 and 51 over his first three seasons. I, I think it is very reasonable that he'll be over 500 by the end of this year. But to do that, they've got their first real tests coming up this week. It's going to be really a show me what you got kind of week for for these guys because they, they've got two Pac-12 teams coming up. Washington State is coming to the Levy Center on Tuesday at 7 p.m. to take on the Broncos. I'll be on the call for KSCU with Quinn Ibert, which you can stream on the TuneIn Radio app, Simple Radio app, 103.3 FM in the Bay Area, or online at kscu.org. Pre-game will be at 6.40, and tip-off will be at 7. And Santa Clara beat Washington State up in a neutral site in Spokane a year ago, 79-72. to That was one of their two... Pac-12 wins from a year ago. Herb Sendek has a lot of experience coaching against the Pac-12 conference, of course, coming off of a stint at Arizona State before he became the head man for the Broncos. And more familiarity for for Santa Clara and Herb Sendek. Kyle Smith is now the head coach for Washington State, and he's been the head coach for the USF Dons for the last several years. So it's definitely a game that Santa Clara can win. They're going to be at home. They haven't lost there since February 14th against the St. Mary's Gales. Um, so th- they've been able to to hold their own at home. And, you know, it, it's going to be a real test on, on Tuesday. Anytime you're playing a Power 5 school, you know that the talent level is going to be up from what you're used to and the coaching is going to be at a higher level than what you're used to because Power 5 schools, have, they've got more money, more resources, more history, and, and oftentimes more talented players. But I think Santa Clara has got the talent to match up with, with schools like Washington State at Stanford who have been a little down in the last few years in the Pac-12 conference. So I think both games are, are certainly winnable. And that Stanford game is going to be next Saturday, November 16th, also at 7 p.m. The Broncos will go up to Stanford to take on the Cardinal. I'll be on the call for that one as well with my friend and color man and co-host on my talk show, Alex Stewart. Uh, we will travel to the campus of the Cardinal for that one. So a couple of tests coming up early in the season. I think it's I, I'm really excited for it, frankly. I think this team is hungry. I think this team plays hard. They are talented. And I think if they can clean up just a little bit of kind of the turnovers or the early season, you know, working out the kinks, I think if they can do all that, then they can have a really, really good year. Maybe one of the best Santa Clara has had in quite some time. Uh, So make sure you turn in for both of those games. Tuesday, 7 p.m. against Washington State. Saturday, 7 p.m. against Stanford. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Believe in Santa Clara Sports podcast. Please like and subscribe if you haven't already. Feel free to leave any feedback you might have for the show. And if you like what you hear on this podcast, tune in to KSCU every Tuesday from 3 to 5 p.m. for Sports with Smalls as I give you my takes on the very latest from the collegiate and professional sporting worlds. And until then, my name is Spencer. McLaughlin. This has been the Believe in Santa Clara Sports Podcast, and tune in next week because I'll have a couple of great basketball games to break down as the Broncos try their luck against a couple of Pac-12 opponents, Washington State and Stanford. Thank you, everyone, for your commitment to Bronco Athletics, and have a wonderful night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V 
on YouTube.